Please note the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not take into consideration your personal circumstances. If you need advice, please seek out a licensed financial professional. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Better Real Estate. I'm Dora Pappas. And I'm Greg Fabe. And today we're going to be talking about short-term rentals or holiday rentals. Have you ever stayed in an Airbnb or something similar, Greg? Yeah, I have when I uh, did a, um, a trip overseas. This sounds as Europe. if it's going to be a good one. No, no, a little, <laughs> little place in Amsterdam on the canal. Oh. Yes, it was uh, just because I had, I had a friend living in the Netherlands, but we just went to Amsterdam for a couple of months. I think I remember that trip. Oh, oh, well, you remember probably more than I do about Amsterdam. <laughs> I remember what you told me, but <laughs> do you no, remember that part no, no, still? No, 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 it was just, it was good. It was good. So, yeah. Good holiday. That, not, not locally though, only only overseas or on holiday. Well, actually the truth of the matter is I haven't stayed at any locally. I've only ever used um, Airbnb services and, and um, I think TripAdvisor might have one as well. Yeah, right. Um, and I've only used those services and I've done them in both uh, Greece and in London and the Cotswolds in England. Oh, it was okay. just, yeah, and they were fantastic. I had I stayed in an apartment in um, Greece in a lovely uh, suburb called Lifada, which is sort of like the Greek Riviera, Would, wouldn't so you, to wouldn't, speak. Wouldn't you have just people everywhere in Greece, Dora, with that, that Greek heritage of yours? Wouldn't you? Places to stay everywhere. Darling, uh, I love my Rillos, but I uh, hope none of them are listening. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you need your space, don't you? When I go on holidays, I really want to go on holidays. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, that's terrible, isn't it? I shouldn't say that out loud. Anyway, um, and in England I stayed in a charming little cottage um, in the Cotswolds and it was really great because I stayed there for about a week and I really felt like I was uh, transported into this um, lovely English world and I felt like an English woman. It was beautiful yeah, going nice. to the pub and, you know, walking through country lanes, going to the local town uh, markets and things. It was just fantastic. And then London was just a true London apartment. We lived in the basement yep. but the basement <laughs> flat was big enough to, um, well, would be a home outright anywhere else. It was fantastic. Oh, awesome. Well, I mean, I guess we've both uh, rented short-term rentals in wherever we were, but uh, I guess there's the other side of, of having the space and wanting to and to rent it out and put it on a, a short-term rental side or something. Yeah, it could even be something as little as a spare room in your home because I've known people who've rented their spare rooms, yeah. which um, I don't know if I could do that, but a lot of people do. No, and... I'd, I'd, I'd be a bit... Um, you know, worried. You know, you, all these people coming in and out. You don't really know anybody. Not my, not my thing. Yeah, but there are people who do it and actually sort of make a decent. Uh, I won't say they make a decent living out of it, but what they do do is um, get a little bit of extra coin to spend, yeah. or they, uh, you know, save it up yeah. for whatever the special occasion they want to save it up for. But then there's your own home if you're going away, and I've known people who have. Um, gone away on holidays and rented their own homes out. They've put them on the short-term uh, rental market. Yeah, and... I've got a mate who does it three weeks a year, goes away on holidays for the like summer holidays. Nice house in an okay location. Yeah. Yeah, it gets like two grand a week for wow. it. Wow. And then pays, you know, whatever, 500 a week or whatever for a holiday rental or somewhere else up, up the coast. Yeah. And so it makes... actually comes out on top. Yeah, yeah. No, that's how mm. they – 
save up for sort of a bigger trip. Actually, we you know what I am always really puzzled about because I have a, um, well, now that the kids have moved out, they're no longer kids, they're adults, I might add. Um, but since they've moved out, my house is reasonably big and when I go away on holidays, I like going away um, for quite a period of time. Like I like to do my four to six weeks away. And what's always puzzled me is what do people do with their personal possessions? Do they have to get locked away in the garage? What happens? What yeah, does your friend do? Well, it's not as it's obviously not as simple as just closing the door and giving someone the keys, you know what I mean? You've got yeah. to um they lock away stuff and there's locks on cupboards and you've he's got to clean the place and present it nicely. Obviously, if someone's paying that amount of money, they don't want to living no. in a hovel. No. And, um, <laughs> Does he have a professional come in and actually sweep through the place, literally? Um, I'm not too sure. I think so. Yeah. I know he, he gets pretty busy with it, yeah. you know, before before they go away. Yeah. But um, I think because uh, his missus runs a whole show, so I think he they sort of between rentals or whatever, they have obviously have cleaners come through and, and everything like that. Mm. Okay. But, yeah, you've, you've got to – there are a few things to think about if you are – you know, whether it's a room or a whole house, uh, looking to do some short-term renting of your own space. I mean, it's all well and good, though, to uh, count the money in your pocket before you've got it, but there are <laughs> a couple of things you need to work out, the, the sort of the business side of things, don't you, for, of, of short-term rentals? Absolutely. You're really going to have to um, consider the expenses because um, there will be upfront expenses. You'll need to supply certain furniture, um, appliances, bedding, towels, all of that, soap, tea, coffee-making facilities. Yeah, it needs to be somewhere. You'd, you'd, I guess you should think, what do I expect if I go to stay somewhere? Absolutely. It needs to be up to that sort of standard. Um, the other thing is you might want to consider a dry run as well just to make sure that you're okay with people uh, if you are actually going to be letting a room out, that is, rather yep. than a whole home, to see what... Uh, it feels like to have someone wandering around in your home. Yeah. So you might want to do a little dry that, run that's first. That's not a bad idea, yeah. Yes. And have them stay not just for one night, have them stay for a few nights. Just get a complete stranger off the streets <laughs> just go, come and stay at my house. <laughs> you always do this to me. Greg loves make, making me lose it on air. Let me tell you, he does it often. <laughs> A complete stranger, hey? No, oh, mm. well, I mean, I mean, that's what you're going to get if it's <laughs> a home, a short-term rent. So if you're renting out your room on the inter interweb, you're going to well, get this some. Is true. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. This is true. Oh my goodness! Um, now I have to calm down. I'll, I'll carry on. The other, the other thing <laughs> okay. is um, uh, the bit like the business side of things. You know what I mean? What are yep. the what are the laws around uh, short-term renting? It, it, it all sort of started all peace and mung beans and come and stay at my house and, <laughs> you know, everyone was happy. But, you know, it's turned into a big business for Absolutely. some people. And, you know, I would, when I was in um, actually in Berlin, yep. I, I stayed in an Airbnb there. There was a big backlash so it against wasn't, it. So it wasn't just in Amsterdam. No, no, huh? in Berlin as well. <laughs> uh -huh. but, uh, it's same, all coming back, folks. Same trip, different city. <laughs> but, um, no, there was a big backlash against uh, short-term renting an Airbnb because it was driving the – price of rents up. So oh, okay. the, the city government was cracking down on it. And the same here, like the there's state governments are doing inquiries into, yep. you know, what's going on. So you really need to check out yep. uh, with the authorities what's allowed. Another thing, if you've got an apartment, uh, check what the, the strata 
says yeah, about it. Exactly. You know? And I think uh, even with um, taxation now, I think Airbnb has sent a whole list of their uh, property owners to the uh, taxation department. Yeah, now. You, yeah, yeah. Well, you might be able to. You might yeah. think you can do it under the radar, but no, nothing is under the radar no, anymore. No, no, Big Brother is watching. Absolutely. And another thing is um, insurance. Of course, yes. you've got to cover yourself if you know someone slips over and hurts themselves in your property because it's not they're not a guest, which is covered by most home That's insurance right. policies. They're yep. actually paying to stay there. You've got to check whether your insurance uh, policy handles it or whether you need to take out a short term policy to cover people staying there while you're renting it out. Absolutely. No, that's so true. And um, when we were talking about tax a moment ago, it's a really good idea to talk to your uh, accountant about it as well. Oh, yeah, anytime. Yep. So anything to do with tax. <laughs> I'd, I've got you want to find out the facts, eh? That's right. You don't want to do the wrong thing. Okay, and you're also going to have to consider the customer service aspect of the whole thing. So you need to be able to respond to your customers that come to you um, from an online inquiry. You want to do it in a timely manner. And obviously, too, if you are going to um, manage the property yourself, you really want to be on call as well. Yeah, Just in case anything happens, they need to have all your details as well. Most definitely. Now we're going to talk with Sally Ann Lawler again of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate to get her top tips on making a profit from your home. Sally Ann, hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dora. It's always great to talk to you. Now, we're really interested to be speaking with you about this topic because Greg and I have only lived with family, I know, grown up and then as married people, this home sharing thing is totally new to us. How do you do it? I don't know whether it's how do I do it. I think it's how other people do it (laughs) because I'm not sure. Apparently, I'm a bit untidy and not that easy to live with. So you have to love me to live with me. Uh, I can cook, though. So I do have some redeeming features. Look, a lot of people, when they are trying to make money out of their home, they will rent to other people. I actually did do that when I was younger. So that works really well. And what the basic thing to do is to have rules up front. So this is a long, long time ago when I was in my 20s and the two girls I had living with me, the rule was we had to have a cleanup. It wasn't just because, you know, I wanted a cleaner, but then it it made sense that no one was responsible for the fact that the toilet hadn't been cleaned or, and we had a kitty for money. Like we, the rules were always up front. So it's actually not that hard. I actually, some of the best times in my life, and I'm still friends with a lot of the people I've shared with. It, it does work really well. But it's like anything, you have to have boundaries and ground rules. I guess there was no nagging if you had those rules, yep. yeah. There's, there's no hiccups, there's no problems because you know what to expect and you also know that, you know, every two weeks you have a cleaner, it's whatever amount, you put it in a jar um, and, you know, somebody is responsible for paying, you know, her or him. So that's one of the things I would suggest if you want to get someone else to pay off your mortgage just to have boundaries and ground rules. So home sharing with friends is really good. Um, what about, um, you know, um, funding your holidays or something like that? What It's really interesting. Um, I've got a couple of friends. One, so you can do this anywhere. With Airbnb, people are doing this all the time. They're Airbnb their property um, when they're, you know, they're not going to be in it. I've got a girlfriend who does it in Ingerdeen. It's the ballooning capital of the world. And so they've got a beautiful country retreat and they they rent it out when, you know, the ballooning 
thingamajigs are on, whatever they, whatever they're called, and trials and what have you, <laughs> and they make good money out of that. And they rent it out, you know, sort of in holiday seasons that they're not, you know, they're not going to be using it. So that was how they funded having, you know, a, a, a small farm. So that, you know, was a really good thing for them. There's lots of people in Mossman where I sell real estate predominantly. It's like lower North Shore, but predominantly Mossman, who actually rent out their houses that are worth, you know, lots of money. The last person I know who did it, their house was, you know, worth 10 mil. Mm. So they go through a different type of agency and they rent their house out for three months and then they go on holiday. But you can do it anywhere. Another one of my friends did the same thing in Brighton, Lisanne. Yep. You know, it's a nice spot there. Then there's people who want to live for, you know, want to live for various reasons in different parts. Like the girlfriend who does it at Ingerdine, they they were from England, the people that rent hers. They come back regularly at different parts of the family because they've got family who live in the area. So I think that you can, you don't have to live in a suburb. What I'm trying to say is you don't have to live in a suburb like Mossman. You can do it anywhere. It's just a matter of contacting the right people, you know, having the right support behind you. Again, you've got to have rules for these things because you don't want it to get out of hand. So I would always recommend using a professional. Yes, because they can come in and set it all up. They can have the um, exactly. welcome pack, the whole, they'll organise the cleaners, exactly. they'll do the whole thing for you. Exactly. And look, there's a, a, a couple who I haven't done it for a while, but I used to take the extended family to this house in uh, Byron Bay. And that's what they did. It was the same thing. You know, it was their getaway. This is years ago. This would be 15 years ago. So it's not a new option. So they never went there over the Christmas week because you got so much more money. Mm. And I would take my extended family to their beautiful home mm. and pay a fortune because, <laughs> you know, that was my Christmas gift to everyone. Mm. And, you know, that's how they, could, again, could afford a, a, a a holiday home. So I guess what you're saying is you can have your cake and eat it too. You can. And look, there's also other little things. There's, and I sold an apartment quite recently to someone and it had a massive garage and blokes are always interested in garages, to be honest, but this bloke was particularly interested. Um, I should have got a hint from his body because he was really, you know, well built. But it turns out <laughs> that he, um, sorry about that, he was a bit hot. Um, anyway, so it turned out he was a professional personal trainer. So he was going to, so we checked it out with the body corporate and they were okay with it. And he was going to run his, press, um, his personal training business from his garage. Oh, wow. I know. There's another girl who's a tenant, so she asked us as well. She runs, um, she makes jewellery for the markets and she runs that from her garage because you need lots of little beads and bits. And she didn't want it in her house. I, I, guess, so, I guess that's another way for people, you know, they might want people in their home or, or yeah. you know what I mean, that security. But, you know, leasing out a, a car space or a garage, especially if you're in a, uh, you know, a congested area that people, you know, can drive to work and park and so on. Uh, isn't a bad way to to make a bit of extra cash from your home. Absolutely. And do you know in areas like Kirribilli, uh, the parking is so tight and these are – so we have to have clauses in our rental that we will not allow them to rent the garage out to separate people unless it's through us because, you know, we also want to protect our landlord. But it's so common. There's a lady whose studio I rent without the garage because they bought the studio because they needed an extra car space. Wow. So, you, you know, there's lots of ways if you own parking in different areas where it's congested. And I know it's also like that in the inner west. We had someone in Glebe was exactly the, on our rent roll, exactly the same. I really like the idea of making money from my garage. I just have to clear it out first. 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah. mine's full of empty wine boxes at the moment. No, um, no, so. shoe boxes. <laughs> no, I keep my shoes oh. in boxes. Oh. Yes, I've gone from being neurotic enough because in the old days they didn't have pictures of the shoes. Yeah. I've gone from having to have Polaroid pictures because they now have pictures of shoes on the box. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, but is there any other way that they can um, people can make money from their homes, like, say, student accommodation? So student accommodation is also very common around here. So what they do is they contact the universities. And a lot of the um, younger Asian, particularly Asian <sighs> girls, don't like to live by themselves. And they go through, again, the proper channels. And you, you strike a deal that suits you. Usually it's it's one meal a day. Sometimes it's not any meals that they can use. The, again, boundaries, boundaries, rules, rules. They can use the kitchen. But the, the, the most common ones I know is if you cook them one meal a day being dinner. Right. And they have their own room. And some of them don't even have access to the rest of your house. Like they just have their own bedroom and they don't have access to watch. They don't watch TV or anything with you. They just have their own room and one meal a day. Nice. There's a lady who's um, a divorcee in Mossman who has a massive house and she has three students. Wow. You've, you, you've got to be careful with that, though, Sally Ann. I, I know uh, a friend of mine who did it, you know, when he was, you know, in his, in his 20s. <laughs> I know this story, right. I think. <laughs> and, and his old man ran off with one of the students. <laughs> <laughs> when I first heard the story, I well, thought. Well, this lady's safe because her husband's already probably ran off with the secretary. Well, I know. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> When I, yeah. when I first heard the story, I thought the guy who rented his house had run off with one of the students. I didn't expect the father to run off with the student, but hey, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Um, exactly. Well, look, again, <laughs> I keep talking about them, but there's got to be boundaries. Yeah. Clearly the marriage that, that should have had the boundaries. No sleeping with <laughs> Yeah, that's a clear one. Obviously, <laughs> can I just um, just ask you one more one more thing? I guess a lot of yeah. um, people are running businesses from home these days, or people are very common before yes. even you know the health problems we've got. Very very common. So what a lot of people do is they contract, mm-hmm. you know, and they go into the office two days a week, or they hot desk. It's really yes. common. Yes. So I guess the benefits of that would be you could claim expenses. Is there any any examples you could give us? Yeah, heaps. So um, there's a, a couple that I know quite well. He was really head of HR for a, a massive, um, I won't say it, but a massive international company. And he decided to open his own business and they run it from home. So the account went in and um, you can claim, you know, like even they work out a percentage of the house that you're using, but obviously you can claim part of your electricity, part of, part of your and even things like, you know, toilet paper and you can actually, <laughs> but you, you're best again, boundaries and so you don't get yourself into trouble, speak to your accountant. Yes. But you not only can claim that room, you can claim if you have people coming in the hallway because they've got to walk on the hallway. So you, like it's a percentage you can claim of either, you know, your rent or your mortgage. But but then that, yeah, as you say, talk to your tax agent because it can open you up for yes. tax liabilities as well at, at the other end when, if you're selling. Exactly. Look, I'm not very good at many things. I'm very good at selling houses and renting them out and I'm not a bad cook, but I always seek professional advice on all of those things so I never, you know, don't get myself into trouble. Um, and I, I recommend that for everybody else. Ask a professional. Well, thanks so much for all that uh, those great tips, Sally-Ann. It's been really good to talk to you. Now, just let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you. 
happy to help anyone in any area. While I do specialise um, the Better Homes and Gardens in the Lower Nice Shore and my office is in Mossman, if anybody has any queries, I take phone calls up until 9.30 and my phone number is 0439 Email is always in a quick, easy way. So it's sa.mossman at bhgre.com. Yeah, happy to hear from anyone if I can be of any assistance, even if it's not specifically about what we talked about. Lovely to talk to you, Sally Ann. I look forward to um, seeing your shoe collection. Well, we'll, (laughs) I promise when we catch up, I'll wear a special pair of shoes for you. Please do. Actually, don't. Just a little bit more serious than that. Um, Thank you very much. Your tips were absolutely wonderful. And I do look forward to maybe meeting up with you and actually talking property and you helping me. I would love to help you. Um, Remember it, um, as I said, I think last time, my dad always said it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. So on that note, happy to help anyone if I can. Thanks so much, Sally-Anne. Ciao, guys. Wow, that was really good, Greg. I didn't know there were so many ways you could make money from your home. No, well, the the student accommodation thing certainly something to think about. I mean... I could do that. My kids have moved out. You could. I'd just have to clean some rooms out. (laughs) I've got a craft room. I've got a work room. I'll just have to clean those out. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. Do you think I'm capable? Yeah, of cleaning them out? Yeah. Mm, That was a big no. Let's let's just leave that where right there. (laughs) I've seen your desk. (laughs) Well, next up. We'll be talking to a specialist property manager for more info on how you can make money from your own home. If you've ever thought about making money from that extra room in your home or fantasised about owning your own short-term rental empire, our special guest, Anna Milden, will be sharing her top tips for newbies at it. And it manages over 100 Airbnb properties, so you're going to want to hear everything she has to say. Get your pens and paper ready. Anna, we're really looking forward to all the expert tips that you're going to give us. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became involved in short-term rentals? Yeah, great. So thank you for having me, Dora and Greg. Uh, My name is Anna. I'm the Director of Guest Management Sydney. It's an Airbnb property management company. So we've been running for around four years now. I was signed up over 130 properties that use our services and we manage between 30 and 40 bookings at any one given time. That's amazing. Thank you. So how I got involved uh, with short-term rentals, I actually started a career off as a real estate agent uh, Uh with a passion for property. But more recent to that, I was a guest house manager at a boutique hotel in Sydney. And I actually used Airbnb myself in 2015 where I listed my home to make a bit of income in between the transition between two careers, I absolutely fell in love with the concept. So I thought about um, offering my time and knowledge to other homeowners that were wanting to do it, but just really didn't know where to start. So that's when Guest Management City was born. Based on your experience, if someone's looking to get started and you know they're not too sure if they want to uh, even get a property manager or anything like that, they just think, oh well, I'm going away for a couple of weeks and might want to, you know, as you say, make a few extra dollars. What are the, what are the few things I need to think about 
about doing short-term rentals? From my experience, most or if not all Airbnbs do really well. They're just, um, we're managing such a diverse portfolio that they attract a different demographic to different areas. Yeah. So in other words, it doesn't have to be in the CBD, it doesn't have to be beachside or Absolutely. Um, it can be anywhere. That, that's exactly right. So, yeah, like I said, it's really going to it's going to attract a different type of guest. So it might not be your typical tourist. It could be business travellers around the area or even local families that need the additional accommodation. So area um, can be very flexible. I would more look at features of a property. Mm-hmm. Um, so things that are going to appeal to a wider market of guests. So things like a, a car space is still going to be very valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, you might look for features that stand out make your property stand out, which would be a view or um, an outdoor area or a really sunny aspect. Uh, If you're buying in a a strata block, you might think about lift access, things like that. And I want to really give an example of uh, a place that I booked recently. Um, I also travel quite a bit and I stay at Airbnbs on this instance. Of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have to get a bit of market research. Oh, yes. (laughs) So on this instance, I was doing the drive from Sydney to Byron. Okay, so I needed a halfway place to stop. Uh, My requirements were affordable, pet friendly, um, and met my needs in terms of location. So I ended up booking a caravan of all places. Okay, it was clean, it was simple, it was cheap. Uh, but the really big special thing that stood out, it offered an outdoor open shower. And that experience to me was five star. I've been a raving fan since. Having a shower in the sunrise, looking up at nature was just something so special. So, yeah, that's an example of standing out from the crowd, having something special yeah, um, and not being cookie cutter like everyone else. Buddy else. My wife maybe put one in at home, oh. an outdoor shower with hot water. Wow. But I haven't quite finished it, so I'm worried she's going to nude up in front of all the neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have to have that private element. <laughs> yeah, so we're not, done it again. We're not airbnb so it's okay. <laughs> and just out of out of interest, what sort of what's the length of time that most people stay? I mean, you think short-term rentals, a night, a week. What, what sort of – I'm just interested in what sort of – Time do people stay in in places like this? So I've found uh, a very common uh, length of stay is probably around the three to five nights. This is for your typical traveller, so your tourist. However, on the other spectrum, we do get longer bookings uh, quite regularly. So your four weeks, right. um, this might attract a more of a business yeah. traveller that's here for a longer period of time or, like I said, the local family that might be renovating. So just be open to two types of bookings, ones that are very short and also be open to ones um, that are a little bit longer. So yeah. that's the security of uh, the rental income for mm-hmm. you, uh, where a shorter stay you could probably charge a little bit more per night. How do people go about pricing their property? Um, I mean, obviously, if they come through you, then you might have an indication for them. If not, how do they work out a rental? Yeah, great. So, look, at the end of the day, the great thing is everyone is in charge of pricing their own home and accepting what they uh, determine as reasonable. Um, however, a booking platform like Airbnb do come up with a price comparison tool which we use, um, it's called smart pricing. So they're going to um, recommend a price that is comparable to homes around your area with the similar um, amenities. Um, and that's going to really help you price your property. But I must reiter- reiterate, 
Do not overprice at the beginning. Build a bit of momentum. Um, focus on the reviews. After three guests stay and leave a review, you're then star rated. Uh, so that's really going to push your um, home up in the search results on a platform. Oh, okay. So it, it's a lot in, in reviews, is it? The- Ab- absolutely. So it is actually focused all around reviews, oh, okay, especially okay. the longevity of your home. Um, so really focus on the um, five pointers that the, that the guest is actually going to review your home on. Oh. So what are the five points that the guest is going to review your home on? Right. So there are communication is yep. one of them, accuracy, value. Yeah, cleanliness. Yeah, and location are the five. Wow, touch points. Yeah. So another um, thing to look at with pricing is the supply versus demand in your area. Of course. So you can definitely charge a premium for those uh, the New Year's rates where there is more people in town and most accommodation is booked out. And if you're by the sea, well. Absolutely. So those real hotspot tourist places in summer, um, you can raise your prices, but definitely um, you still want to be competitive, you know, to achieve those bookings. So again, it's just not overpricing, but it's really uh, matching the market in terms of pricing your property. I suppose it's just making sure that um, your price comparable to all the other um, holiday rentals and I guess even long-term rentals too. Absolutely. And also it's all relevant to the price of the property to begin with. Yes. So if you've got a $10 million property, you're going to charge accordingly, I guess. Absolutely. Well, I love my decorating, Anna. And so how would you style a place? What would the quality of the furniture be like? What would the look be like? Yeah, great. So this is probably one of my top tips um, is to really focus on creating a unique and thoughtful space. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't need to be brand new uh, or matching from the nearest super center. It can definitely be a second hand, but the quality of your furniture is going to help you with the longevity. Mm -hmm. Also providing all of the comforts from a home away from home. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are a few things that I always like to have front of mind when we are furnishing a place. Uh, The guest is going to bring up, number one, is the place too dark or too light? So, to tackle that, we always have blockout curtains or blinds. And on the other spectrum, if the place is a little dark, think about sufficient lighting. This will also come back to the photos as well. The other top tip is, is your place too cold or too hot in summer? So have sufficient heating and cooling. Air conditioning units are great. Yep. Otherwise, ceiling fans and gas heaters uh, also do the trick. Yep. Is my place, number three, is my place too noisy or too loud? Or was it really peaceful and ambient? So just don't underestimate the human necessity called comfort. Yeah. My top yes, tip. Absolutely. And tell me about um, things like TVs and sound systems. Okay. I think the modern day necessity is just touching on Wi Fi and internet. Right. So everyone's expecting that to yeah. be in a yeah. home. Yeah. So take into consideration that your Wi Fi does need to be going and you're cover- trying to cover electricity bills as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of a TV, everyone's going smart TV. Yep. Uh, not a necessity. Look, people are there for a holiday the majority of the time, um, but it is nice to have that mod cons if that's really what you're trying to attract. Well, I suppose if they're, you know, late at night and they want to watch their favourite movie, they need to be able to get um, sort of cable and things like that, yeah? Exactly. So the the big things now are Netflix. Yep. Yep. So having the smart TV or even a yep. plug-in. Um, Google Chrome. Uh, Chrome, yep. 
So also I just want to um, gift basket that I've brought in today is something that we would offer for our premium guests staying at a, a high-level home. Do you want to tell us what's in that gift basket? Because I've been eyeing it off, but I can't <laughs> quite see inside it. So in the gift basket or welcome pack that you might uh, give to your guests, we always include uh, toiletries, bottle of wine, some chocolates, something to really welcome them when they walk in the door. That bottle of wine and the chockies sounds good to me. So I've left that for you guys to <laughs> enjoy afterwards. You have the wine, we I'll have the chockies. Okay. <laughs> you won't get an argument from me. Well, Anna, thanks so much for coming in. There were some amazing tips. I found the um, the info on reviews quite enlightening that, you know, it's all, it's a lot of it's all about reviews. So, uh, yeah, again, thanks so much for coming in. Look, let us know uh, where people can find you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. So if you want to know more about our services, uh, you can go on to our website, guestmanagement.sydney, uh, or you can email me directly at anna at guestmanagement.sydney. We're also on Facebook. But also, if you're just curious about Airbnb, then jump on their website and check it out. Thank you so much, Anna. That was some fabulous info. Thank you. Well, thanks for listening to Better Real Estate. We'll be back next week with another episode. And if you're enjoying our show, please do us a favour and rate, review and subscribe. This will make it easier for other property lovers to find our podcast. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.